Well, hello, and welcome to an all-new episode of Faux Real. I'm your host, Devlin Wilder. I'm so excited for you to hear today's episode because today I welcome the wonderful Melissa Peterman, who you may know as Barbara Jean on Reba, or maybe you know her as Bonnie Wheeler on Baby Daddy, or if you've seen as much of her work as I have, you may even know her as Hooker Number 2 in Fargo, where she got her start. And oh yes, we get into that story. I had the grand pleasure of meeting Melissa as a contestant on the game show Person, Place, or Thing that she hosts on Fox. I had such a great time on the show and meeting Melissa, and in turn also becoming friends with the show's social media producer, Manalyn, who I'm giving a special shout out here and thanks for making this interview happen. Thank you, Manny. I also became good friends with my fellow contestant, Pete, who you may hear, who you will hear on next week's episode, along with his awesome wife, Weatherly. Melissa and I had such a fun conversation, and I can't wait for you to hear it. So, without any further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Melissa Peterman. Melissa. How are you? I'm doing so good. It's wonderful to see you. Thank you so much for doing this with me today. I so appreciate it. Here, is this light okay? There we go. Um, It's it's so rainy. It's just such a... I know. I know. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I I always, the first thing in the morning, I I open my blind so I can get a little bit of a, you know, a rush of sunshine. And I was like, look. makes me want to not go anywhere but it's kind of nice yeah it's kind of nice yeah i'll have a nice nap later that'll be very enjoyable me too there's nothing like a rainy day nap oh my god it's so good uh i was all i was all wrapped up in my covers this morning it was one of those mornings i was just like oh this feels so lovely i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to be a person i I feel you because but i actually did get up and go to the gym even though i was i i texted my trainer I'm like are you sure do you want to do you want to reschedule like hoping she'd say oh it's so rainy and the traffic's bad but she's like nope I'm in the car on my way and I'm like oh Uh, I know no close so I did it so I deserve a nap absolutely uh I am uh although I may not seem it I'm definitely an introvert so anytime someone cancels plans I'm like yes you know (laughs) It is. It's a nice thing. I mean, I think it's, I think you're probably, I think maybe we're similar. I'm an introverted extrovert or I, you know what I mean? I love to be out there and doing it, but then when I'm done, I, I'm super happy to be really quiet and on my own and, you know, and I don't mind being alone. Like it's, it's, I don't mind at all. Sometimes it's really nice just to, you know, uh, be off in a little corner reading a book, um, yep. especially on days like this, you know, uh, be be very Parisian with your with the with a little umbrella and a coffee and mm-hmm. uh, you know nose and exactly I just had mine so I'm I'm good to go. Okay. Yesterday yesterday I did not have my coffee. Um, it was it was a whole thing. Yesterday was was a day. I left my phone in an Uber first thing in the morning on my way to a thing, and then the guy was being a jerk, didn't want to bring it back to me, so I had to go back and forth with him all day. Finally, had to go to Sherman Oaks to uh he'd arranged for me to meet him there so he could give it to me 
except he never came out. And I didn't know his name, so I couldn't buzz him on the call box. Sat out there for an hour, <gasps> ended up giving up, walked to a bus, waited for the bus. Then the <laughs> then the bus took me all the way around the long way. Then I had to walk a mile and a half home. Um, then finally coordinated for him just to bring it to me where I was at anyway. Why? I thought there was a thing on the Uber app that you could press like lost item and they sort of like helped you facilitate it or no? Yeah, but I didn't have my phone to do it from my account. Oh my God. So when I, exactly, when I, when I got to, oh, and Melissa, this guy. So we were, when I got to the thing, I was starting an asthma study. One of the very nice physicians called customer service from his phone so I could go back and forth. And the guy was like, I'm busy all day. Schedule through the app. I can't. Do I, I don't have, have my phone. Well, to be fair, I thought that for a second, too, before I realized you did not yeah. have your phone. Yeah, but, you know, uh, so it was just like, anyway. Well, um, I'm sorry about that. Well, I got it back. All good. It's all good. And how was your and, and asthma study? So are they testing stuff on you? So I have, uh, I've had severe asthma from birth. Okay. I've, I also have a heart condition, which, which makes things, you know, so much more fun. And so uh, I do, I did one asthma study through this uh, clinical research company and uh, it pays very well. Um, essentially, it's a lot of, you know, um, uh, it's a spirology. So I got to like uh-huh. blow in a tube and it calculates it. And I got to do it a million times, like throughout the day. Um, and they do an EKG and take my blood pressure and all that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, uh, they put me on, um, they put me on some medication that I take for whatever time period the study is. And, you know, it's, um, so they can figure out New medications so in the hopes of a, maybe new medic is it new help or like a new regime whether yes like medication mixed with something okay exactly okay. yep um, as long as I I have I have a controller and all that but uh-huh. you know as long as I don't forget to take it I'm usually okay but right it's like you know it's a whole thing um, Melissa we got to get into it okay, we have a go. million things to talk about. I, I I am so excited. Seriously, I'm so excited that you're here. Um, you and I have a lot in common. Uh, first being that we are absolute game show freaks. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, I love them. You love them. You've been a contestant on a million of them. Uh, and you've hosted one called Bet on Your Baby. Yes, I have. I've, I've hosted a couple before Person, Place, or Thing, but Bet on Your Baby was um abc you probably know the more information you go ahead you tell me you remind me i'm, I'm old no, i forget you're stuff. you're you did it yeah that's why i want to talk to you all about okay. um because i i just i love it so much i i uh i want to be you um in in all of the game shows i want to do absolutely all the game shows i've been a contestant on two of course person place or thing and i also did people puzzler on gsn which oh, was a blast, Lee Remini. You know, she's she's a hoot. She's a she's spicy. Have you met Lee Remini? No, and I feel like if I met her, I feel like we would be really good friends. I think so. Yeah, I agree. I've met Kevin. I've met Kevin James, and I've worked with him a little bit. And I just I so I felt like maybe that would get me one step closer to Leah Remini. But I just think she is so funny. I I think she's so smart, and I think we would 
I think we would be best friends. I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I think that would be like crossing the streams. I, I think it would be really cool. She's, she's a, she is a spicy one though. She, she really, she gets those zingers in there. Um, you know, the kind of stuff that she says off camera is, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's very spicy. Is how very spicy. Yeah. Okay. So some yeah. of it's off camera. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what? I like it. I, I think, I think a Midwestern and what she's New York, right? New Yorker originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'd be a perfect, you know, you know, I, I, I need a little spice. I like a little spice. Same. Yeah. It was, it was really fun. Although Can you talk that, about it yet? Has it aired? How'd you do? I didn't do well, Melissa. <laughs> We'll we'll get into this about okay, my person, right. place, or thing episode, but the same kind of thing happened both times, which was I got zero sleep the night before, zero sleep. And for People Puzzler, the call was 5.30 a.m. Because oh, wow. at the time, we had to get a COVID test before going into the studio, and Leah had to be somewhere in the early afternoon, Okay, which meant we they had to shoot three episodes early and i gotta tell you (laughs) i i was absolutely worthless just uh i was not just running on steam i was i mean and you need to be that's i i you know i i'm so you know i respect all the contestants who come out and play any games because a lot of times your call time is really early and even if even if someone didn't have to leave early there if you're in the last game of the day you're still coming in at the same time, usually. So you're coming mm-hmm. in really early. You're waiting around. You have to keep your energy up, keep your mind sharp. And I I have no, I know how hard that is. It's really hard to do that. And then to all of a sudden be on the spot, lights are on you and you got to start playing. It's it's really difficult. Like I, I, I mean, I've done that part too as a contestant, but even like as an actor, if I have, you know, a tiny little scene, a few lines, and I have to wait around all day, I by the time you get to me and I've got like one line to say, I'm so yeah, like just burnt out and excited and adrenaline and tired. And I get there and I feel like I just I feel like I just am awful. You know, I'd rather be getting there and working right away all through the day, keep your mind going. I think it's much harder to get there early and then maybe have to wait around a little bit, you know? So I give it up for you. You you probably did way better than you think. I didn't, but I appreciate the sentiment. Um, I did really badly, and uh, but I look good. So that's, good. that's helpful. That's <laughs> half the battle. Um, I, you know, that's a real superpower of, of being an actor and being a performer. You have to be able to, to go. Uh, you got to be able to turn it on no matter what you're going through uh, during the day or the week or the moment or whatever it is. I was just listening to um, Jesse Tyler Ferguson's podcast okay. and he had um, um, Haley. Uh, she played Haley oh. on Modern Family. Um, yeah. Sarah that- Highland. had Sarah Highland on the show and uh, I had no idea. She um, has some kidney situation. So she was going through dialysis through months and months of taping of the show. And she was just talking about, you know, how uh, she didn't remember a lot of moments of taping the show and even being on set because she was like, 
you know, as right. soon as they'd call cut, she'd fall asleep, be off in a corner. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't, I don't even understand that kind of that, that kind of willpower. Um, that's crazy. You know, it is, it, but you get, it's sort of, it becomes uh sort of second nature, I guess that you just, when it comes on, you know what you have to do and you can forget everything else. I've seen it. I've seen other, I've I've known people going through, whether it's personal things, health things. And when it's time to roll or they say action, you, they just do it. And I've seen people that I, I think it sometimes brings something to a performance where it's even, they're even a little sharper in it because they're, I don't know. It is, it's, it's crazy. That adrenaline rush is like that adrenaline bomb. You just, you go off, you explode onto the scene and, and just go for it. That's, you know? Yeah. I remember, I remember knowing that about her and thinking like, you know, that how, amazing and she was young too like you mm-hmm. know she would we forget how that when that show started all of those kids were you know i mean she probably was only what 16 17 when that started she was 18 when it started they talk about this on the show yeah okay yeah but still i mean the the fortitude of that is just unbelievable i've um, been i've seen reba you know on a having you know fighting a cold or a sinus thing and just drinking her tea making sure she keeps it and then she hits that stage and it sounds like you are hearing her in a studio she just gives it to everyone the minute you know the fancy encore happens she's back in there and she's immediately yeah. back you know drinking tea and and kind of you know shutting it down but she nobody would ever know that she was not feeling a hundred percent you know, right before she walked on stage because she gives it, I don't know, it's incredible. My friend Dustin used to work for Reba as part of her social media team. And, I think you know um, which Dustin you're talking about. I think I know him too. Don't yeah, I? Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, I mean, he's, uh, I think he's met you a couple times. I think he has uh, too. Said, I love because, it. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, um, He's met Reba a million times during, and he's seen Reba in concert countless times. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, he's he's definitely a fan. And besides your wonderful work on the shows, Barbara Jean, um, mm-hmm. so many people know you, I'm sure. Um, you also opened uh, for both Reba and Kelly Clarkson. I did. That's that's incredible. Um, I did. It was. It was really, I I uh, am still very grateful that I got to experience a tour like that and to get to open at an arenas, you know, doing stand up in an arena and just hearing it's, it's, I get why people want to continue to go on the road and tour. Like I, I would, I would, I, I used to joke with Reba, like, I feel like that Everybody should be able to just uh, pay 20 bucks. We all fill up an arena. And then one by one, we let people introduce us. Like, And then you get to walk on stage and hear that kind of energy. Because it's, you know, can you imagine just like, ladies and gentlemen, it's Carl from Human Resources. And like, (laughs) give it up for Janet. You know, I I just absolutely just feeling. And again, I know that it's the energy is there for Kelly and for Reba. But I'll take it. Like, I I mean, it was. It was so incredible. And then to get to sort of um, 
my job was to to be funny, but just try to get them ready for they're, they're there already because they're excited to see them. So it's such a fun, friendly crowd. And then the Barbara Jean thing really worked for for doing for opening it. So it was really it was fantastic. And I got a free concert every night and I got to watch um, it was I got to watch Reba and then I got to watch her with Kelly when they toured together. And then I did it when she was with George Strait, too. So um oh. And I never got sick of watching it. Like I, you know, you, it could be like your 30th show and I would never miss certain songs. Like sometimes you'd miss some, but I'm like, I would never miss when her and Kelly would do because of you or up to the mountain. And I would never miss when Reba would, would do the, you know, the greatest man, or I, I just never got tired of watching them perform. So that was pretty great. That is incredible. And there is absolutely no rush like, (laughs) like that that stadium full of people. I, I got a little piece of it, um, touring. I'm person place your thing when you walked out and we all. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I did a tour with up with people. I don't know if you've I've heard of them. I know, who, I know yes. exactly who they are. Okay. I never met. I don't think I've met anyone who did it. Tell me everything. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was many years ago, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, I I toured with them for the last full year that they were doing full a full year tour. Okay. So the first semester was throughout uh Midwest, Northeast United States. The second semester was all through Europe, so we went through Sweden, Germany, Austria, Belgium, Spain, Netherlands and Portugal with a stopover in the Czech Republic. Wow. And of course, as they do, staying with host families the whole entire way and getting to be a part of all of the various cultures that we were immersed in. We, besides doing our show, we would help with, um, you know, community outreach projects all along the way, which was very, very cool. I worked with a refugee camp at some point, which I think was in Portugal. Um, I mean, the great experience. It, I mean, yeah, it was the greatest experience of my life. And, and, in the bigger cities when we would perform, you know, we'd perform for thousands and thousands of people. So that was. And you got to feel like that energy. Like yeah. it's, I, I think, I wish everyone could have that moment, which is why someday we'll, we'll do that where we just charge tickets to an arena one by one, we introduce you and the crowd goes wild. I, I think that's an amazing idea. Let's produce it together. Produce it. <laughs> think of a name, think of a working title. Ooh. Hmm. What would it be? I can't think. Maybe like Joe Show instead of Joe Schmo. It's like Joe. Right, right, Joe, right. Something oh, to we'll, that effect. We'll workshop it. We'll okay, workshop. we'll workshop it. <laughs> um, so person, place, or thing. Okay. Uh, you are the host. You are the most, <clears throat> you're the most jubilant person I've ever met. Uh, and it was so great to be on that set. Um, you were so welcoming you know, um, and that team of yours on that show is the best, uh, you. you know, um, Manny and I have since, uh, we, we've become friends through Instagram and, uh, thank you so much to Manny for, you know, She's uh, making this so happen incredible. today. This is all because of you, Manny. We appreciate you. And for those that listen, she does all of our like um, our social media and puts to it. But she's more than that, even like she's kind of she's a bridge and she she makes she connects everything. And 
and and uh, comes up with great ideas. And I, I don't know. I think she's a genius. And I hope I feel like we're going to she's going to be snatched up and like be running the world. And I just I love her. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's really cool. Um, well, I agree that I and I love to hear that because I, I know that we are asking a lot of our contestants to come out and to be there all day and and to play. So I just want everyone to I want them. I want you to walk away with having a great experience and feeling like, you know, that you had a good time. That's really my biggest goal there. So I'm glad to hear that you did. I I truly did. Uh, um, I, I had so much fun losing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we got to get into the peat of it all. Um, not only was I dead tired, but I went against the mighty peat. The repeat. 16, uh, w- uh, 16 episode winning streak. Was on for 17 episodes before he finally got kicked out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's an absolute monster um, and the coolest dude. Uh, we've also become friends uh, since the show. He's going to be on an episode of the podcast as well coming up. We got to figure out the schedule. You need to connect me. I mean, I suppose I could just DM him, but I do. Sure. Uh, I I really do have a wedding gift for him and Weatherly. <gasps> oh, that's that's amazing. He because will, they didn't. He'll... They did invite me, and I had. Um, I I was doing a uh, uh, an event, a charity event that weekend with the yeah. David Foster Foundation. So I sent them a video because I was like, I really wish I, I really would have come, but um, I I just think he is my aunt Kathy, who by the way watches every episode from in uh, Minnesota, and I get like a review after every one of who she loved, who she's rooting for. Did she like my outfit? Did she hate my outfit? Um, and Pete, she was so invested in Pete. And I forget what her, what she gave him a nickname too. Was it the, the pete nader or the, <laughs> um, I forget. She had a really great name. Um, but anyway, she was so devastated. But when Pete was, you know, when Pete lost, she, I mean, she was really, I mean, he was, he was, he was such a great player and you're right. That was so great is because it, if you to have somebody there that long, had he not been such a fun, great human being that people could root, it was, he was the whole, he was great. He was fantastic. I'm glad yeah. you're friends. Have you, did you, did you, have you been over to their house? Have you seen, have you met Weatherly? No, no, no. I, I haven't, I haven't met or interacted with Weatherly yet. Although uh, I, it, she has liked some of my Instagram stories. So I guess that's a quasi interaction, but um he is going to be on the show okay. and uh, she is obviously more than welcome to to join him on the episode. So I hope that happens so we can all meet each other. But um, I got to go see his stand up, too, because he's he's uh, he's doing a lot of uh, stand up shows around L.A. I, I will go with you. And I, I want to. Let's post, do it. Does he, does, he, does he post where in his stand up? Yeah, there? on his Instagram. Uh huh. I follow him. All right. Um, yeah, but let's just drop into his DMs, Melissa. He, I mean, I'm sure he would be delighted by that. Yeah. Um, I would love to see him. Where do you know where he performs? We can we can I, talk about that later. Yeah, I I'd love to go he, see him. He posts all of it on his Instagram. I I'll I'll have to I'll have to check it later and see where he's going to be next. But but yeah, we'll we'll talk all about it when he's on the show too. So there's been um, that's what's been so fun is the contestants like you and Pete and um I've met so many really fantastic ones that I do follow and there's in there's um is is it Eunice who's another uh yes. stand-up who is yes. I, I'm I truly mean it when I say I'm going to come see her be, but every time I've been out of town on weekends yeah. but I, and Beverly there's been so many fun people that I that I keep up with so it's been um it's been great yeah 
I I have watched. Um, I I fell off a little bit, but I I have seen most of the episodes that uh, that have posted on YouTube. Um, and uh, the the other thing, I don't know if you remember my person it was Weird Al. Yes. And as I was watching the the episodes come out on YouTube, there was another guy before me that also had Weird Al as his person that was like, Hugh. <laughs> and wait, was he the one? Okay, it was it you or him that actually were an extra in the movie? That's that was you. me. That's you. That okay. Me. So then yeah. you win. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> you didn't win because you got to be in the movie. I did. Yeah. And and I got to tell you, Melissa, that was, other than being on person, place, or thing, that was no, the second can, greatest day you... of my entire life. Uh, I was, have you seen the movie? Yes. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. So at the end, Amish Paradise, I'm one of the, I'm in the Amish choir. So they, you know, they gave me a whole beard. I already had the outfit because... I actually did like an Amish gangster character years and years ago for um, the show called Banshee. They were doing a promo at okay. uh, San Diego Comic-Con. So they gave me the whole Amish outfit and put tattoos all over me. It was wild. But the tattoos just like the, the orange triangle like that they put on the back of the buggy, you know, to slow down. No, but that would have been awesome. <laughs> Because I think, Devlin, we also have other things in common. When I was doing improv and uh, sketch comedy, I, for some reason, I'm, I was also, I'm in Minnesota, so Wisconsin, there's a, there's a big Amish community as well there. And I was always fascinated. So um, I would always write a sketch called, it was an Amish private investigator, and it was Jebediah P.I. I'm and- Jebediah. Yeah, that's, that's my Amish name, Jebediah. Yeah. And it, he was always late to all the crime scenes because he had to take the buggy and yeah. he couldn't use a camera, so his his wife would quilt the images of the crime. It was, Amazing! It was <laughs> one of those things. So um, Amish parent, like that's that's a yeah. great weird Al. So and we talked about this. So you have, but you've met him more than once, right? Or just uh, one? I I think it's nine times now that I've okay. he he knows who I am, of although less so than there. There's like a whole echelon of Weird Al fans. Okay. Uh, there are these dudes named David and Ethan. Shout out to David and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast. Um, <clears throat> and as in the name, it's it's all Weird Al all the time. And they have various guests from all of, you know, people that have worked on his songs and his concerts and all the uh, various projects. And um, uh, Dave has like a huge, he's got like Weird Al tats and stuff. Love um, it. So they both, you know, anyway, um, they are, they play bikers in the biker bar in uh, Weird Al Yankovic. I love that he, that in the movie that there's so many of his like true real life fans in there. That's pretty Mm -hmm. great. That's very cool. Yeah. And I, I. Doesn't he perform at the Largo now and then once in a while? Or does he pop up there? Or am I making that up? He collabs with a lot of different people who perform at the Largo and other various venues. Um, One of the most recent things that uh, um, one of the most recent collabs that he's been doing uh, more than once is with the middle age dad jam band, which is Ken Marino um, and Joe Latrilio guys from the state. And they also bring in, you know, special guests and Weird Al tries to play with them as, you know, whenever they happen to be in the, 
in the area. Love it. I love mm -hmm. it. If you ever get a chance to see that show, you should definitely check it out. It's, it's pretty nuts. We have so many shows to go see. <laughs> I know. We are busy. So busy. Stand up. We've got to go to the So busy. Um, I want to I want to bob and weave through your career, which is okay. just absolutely incredible. Um, you started out in Fargo yes. as hooker number two. Hooker number two. I sure did. How, how was that set? Tell me about that experience. I was uh, I was too young to be nervous and too naive to be nervous, which was a great thing, because if I was doing anything with the Coen brothers today, I probably would be just a wreck. Um, I was right out of college, my theater degree. I had met the casting director. She had come to our to our university to teach a, a cold or an audition class and and a couple other classes, and she really liked me. She was from Chicago, and then I was in Minnesota. And then when um, I graduated, she was in Minnesota casting for the movie and brought me in because she remembered me and she liked me from from that class and auditioned a couple times. I think I've told this one before is like by the second, I don't know if it was the first audition that Joel Cohen walked by and I asked him for change for the vending machine because I was going to get a Mountain Dew. I mean, sure. again, a poor decision to have a Mountain Dew right before an audition anyway. And so that, because this was like, I knew who they were, but this was pre-social media. Like we didn't really know. There weren't know what they looked like. directors and writers everywhere, yeah. you know, like they had done um, Raising Arizona and all that. But so anyway, and then I walk into the room and he's sitting there and I'm like, oh, thanks for the court. The anyway, um, the set was incredible. I was really I was uh, excited and again, really too, too naive to be that nervous. And Frances McDormand was in that first scene. The first scene I shot was with her and Larissa, who was hooker number one. I was number two. And Frances um could not have been more welcoming. I felt like a peer, you know, and I was like right out of college, a theater major. I was still, I was living with my parents because I just graduated and I was saving money to move out into Minneapolis. And, you know, she treated like, she was so professional and made me feel like we felt, I felt like an actor, you know what I mean? Like I felt like an actor. And that was just such, I remember that feeling of, I don't know, it was, she just treated us like peers and, and um, was so generous as an actor, you know, cause it's, you know, it's our coverage, her coverage. It when, even when it was our coverage, she was just such a generous actress and wanted us to shine. And it was, she was really wonderful. I remember that. I remember not being intimidated and just feeling like we're three actors together doing a scene instead of this amazing actress and, you know, and a little, girl from Burnsville, Minnesota, who's pretending to be an actor, you know, and then um, we did that scene and Steve um, Buscemi had been uh, on the set watching. And I remember he came up to me and said that you were really funny to me. He said that to me. And I, I again, I still didn't even know who he, I was like, ah, oh, thanks buddy. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then I walk away and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Mr. Pink from like unusual, yeah. like, oh my God, you know, yeah. um, because they didn't really share the whole script with us either. I think they were pretty secretive about it. And so after I, uh, even after we wrapped, there was a bowling party and I was sitting next to William H. Macy and I asked him who he played in the movie. Cause I didn't know I had my scenes and I knew, I knew the script a little bit like, but we could read it, but we couldn't keep it. So I kept, I had the sides and then I knew the script, but I didn't, you know what I mean? It was, mm -hmm. anyway. 
but it was a wonderful experience. And I remember um, that Joel in uh, that Ethan was mostly the one who communicated with the actors. Joel was usually over there. And then Ethan would come over and sort of say like, Joel wants you to do this. And like, you know, because that's how they worked. You could tell that they Mm -hmm. had been working together so long so that they had their own little system. And then, you know, you do the movie and it takes a year for that movie to come out. So I'm back waiting tables at TGI Fridays and I'm auditioning for theater in Minneapolis. And I I think I just maybe started doing Tony and Tina's wedding and still um, waiting tables. And I remember I was working at TGI Fridays and across from it was the movie theater and Pulp Fiction was out. But the Fargo, the trailer for Fargo was being shown before Pulp Fiction. And I made the trailer, our scene, the hooker scene. Oh yeah, yeah betcha, yeah, it was in the trailer. So people would come to TJ Fridays after seeing Pulp Fiction, like, aren't you in a movie Wait that's a minute. Out? <laughs> in like a few months? And I'm like, yeah, um, do you guys want to get breadsticks? Or I mean- I, <laughs> Right, right. But uh, yeah, so that was like, that was my first job right out of college. That was a long story. I- Love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's, that's exactly what I wanted. Uh, that it, man, I, I am swept away by those kind of experiences. Um, you know, we, we've all done it as, as actors, we, we, you know, you gotta, you gotta put food on the table as it were, and you gotta make rent. Um, and, uh, I've, I've done all of the things. I've done all of them. I still have all of the things. TJ Friday's my striped shirt. I still got it. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've worked. You just have to be ready to do lots of jobs, you know? Always. At one point I was a professional confetti blower. Wow. Yeah. Did you go, how, where did you study? Was it the East coast? Confetti? College. Okay. Um, I, I worked a bunch of pop-ups all throughout LA when I'm- they were, they're still quasi popular, but there was like a whole year where they uh, like 2017 into 2019, um, they were just all over the place popping up. That's as they do. Um, so the first one that I worked at was called Candytopia, which is exactly what it sounds like. I know like. exactly what pop up you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it started at the Santa Monica Mall, which is the one I was at. Everything candy themed, art and structures and all the things. And, um, uh, yeah, so there was this one room that was the pig room it had flying pigs that you, that would, you know, poop bags of candy. And we had, uh, we had leaf blowers that we would, you know, blow confetti on people as they were coming through the door. Yeah. Did, did you ever, did you go? I went to, was there another location that wasn't yeah. Santa Monica? After, they- after the popularity of Santa Monica, uh, they went all over the place so it's been i think i did do it i think it was one of those things like what can i find something to do with like our my son and friends and i think i know i i know i went i know i did because i remember buying tickets for it but um and i like candy i thought there would be more candy but it was really fun yeah i think i think as the location spread out they gave out less candy so they could put more money into the actual you know, it was uh, very cool. Layout. Yeah. I remember that. Um, so professional confetti blower. And what else? Oh, Melissa. <laughs> I mean, if I went down the list of weird jobs that I've had, um, funny. I, I was, uh, I was posting sports cards, uh, on Mercari as, as a job at one point. Um, 
I, I mean, I've, I've done some very weird stuff. My favorite things are just like the juxtaposition of like your life sometimes. Like I remember one, when I first would move out here, I think I'd been invited to, uh, oh my gosh, it was like a, maybe it was a comedy. I don't think it was a comedy central thing, but it was like Gary Marshall was there. Like these, like, you know, comedy legends were there and I got, my manager was bringing me and I was just, I just gotten here and was trying to, I was auditioning that like sleeping on a, you know, an air mattress, but I'm meeting like, you know, Gary Marshall and Carl Reiner. And then the next day I'm catering. I'm like helping my friend and I'm making money catering a job and, you know, bringing up, you know, pull out chairs and dragging them up a hill to set up a picnic table. Like, you know, it's like you're in, that's the beauty of like sort of the life of this, which is like one day you get to, you're like, maybe you're auditioning somewhere and you're meeting these people. And the next day you're like, oh, I'm spraying out garbage cans and I'm going to put punch in it for some weird party that I'm working at. You know, it was just like that sort of life or driving, you know, four hours for a two minute audition at just all of those things. Yeah. Uh, I'm from Southern. Why you have to love it. You, you have to, you have to love it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm from Southern Illinois and I used to drive up to Chicago, you know, for whatever work I could pick up, including a lot of background stuff, which definitely didn't pay me for the trip at all, but I wanted to be on set so badly. I, I kept doing it. Um, and my parents were very upset with me for the, for <laughs> doing it so many times, but I worked on like little Fockers. I worked on the dark Knight, which was also very, very cool. You know, I was right by Heath Ledger while he was, you know, being brilliant. Um, you know, Thank when, you uh, when he comes in looking for Harvey Dent and throws Maggie Hall out the window, I'm in, I'm in that scene. So, um, yeah, that's, uh. That's any chance, awesome. any chance to be on set, I will take it, baby. <laughs> and that's what I feel like. That's when people always ask me, like, and if I had any advice, which I don't know if I ever do, because it's so much of it is just persistence. But my what that would be my advice is just say yes to a lot of those things and be on a set because you might meet somebody you never know what seed you're going to plant that day that's like oh remember that guy who's background and he was so energetic and he like always was he listened and he did this let's call him in for this like you just never know and those a lot of times that's how you continue to work and to get work is just can is saying yes if someone wants you and sometimes it's saying yes to stuff that is like a lot of time and a lot of energy and it's maybe not, it's not worth the money, but it's worth that experience or meeting that person or just uh, you'll learn something, meet somebody that day, you know, I don't know. Faux Real is brought to you in partnership with BetterHelp. Do you ever find yourself severely overwhelmed? Like the universe has put everything in your path to halt you from having a good day? I have a lot of those days. I've dealt with depression and anxiety most of my life, and as a neurodivergent, I often have to build a lot of extra safeguards in my brain for those intrusive thoughts that so often plague me from propelling myself forward and getting things done. Everyone is going through something some of the time, and we all need a little help to get through. So if therapy is something you may have been wanting to try, but you're not quite sure how to get started, BetterHelp is really easy to use. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and live chat, so you never have to worry about going to a stuffy office and can set a schedule that fits your own. In fact, BetterHelp is much more affordable than typical in-person therapy, and once you set up your profile, you will be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. 
If you wish to change your therapist, you can do so at any time without a fee or penalty. Over 2 million people have used BetterHelp, including yours truly. So, listeners of Faux Real with Devlin Wilder get 10% off their first month. Just go to BetterHelp.com slash Faux. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com forward slash F-A-U-X. Get your mental breath back with BetterHelp. Yeah, it's always cool, the experiences that, that we get to have, you know, doing this wild, weird job. <laughs> it is wild and weird. Um, watching you uh, post person placer thing or anytime you appear on a game show is the most fun I have watching game shows. Um, and as mentioned earlier, you've done so many of them, uh, including you recently were on the panel for I Can See Your Voice. Um, how was that? Um, that show is nerve wracking. I w- I was sweating. Um, and I, the one I just did that contestant, Linda, who was such a dear, dear, Linda, I, mean, I was crying. I <laughs> cried. I, and I, this is the, this is the, I'll tell you the honest truth about shooting that show. Like it was in Atlanta and it was, I, and I think I had to, um, I was, I had a job the following money. So it was one of those things where I was going to be in a plane for like 10 of the 20 hours I was going to be there. You know what I mean? And I was sort of a little like, huh, a little stressed about it, but got there. Crew, so welcoming. Um, Ken, Cheryl, everybody's so wonderful. And then Linda happened. And my heart was so full. And I was, I cried. I met her granddaughter. I met her. I, and I was, as I was getting on the plane again, rushing to get on the plane, I thought, you know what? This was so much fun. It was worth all of it because I got to meet Linda and I got to be there. So that was my little, that was my little backstory of like, it was a little like, oh my gosh. And then that's why I was here. I was supposed to get to meet this amazing woman who's up here talking about her husband and winning for him anyway. uh, So that was part of it was just, I wanted her. She was so lovely. Follow her on Instagram. If you're not following. Uh Yeah, she's fabulous. Um, But it was, that's a hard game. And, you know, I think that because I, I think because I've watched a lot of concerts or I love music or singers that you kind of like, you learn little like tips of like, does, does it sound like that could be their voice? And, and I will tell you this, what's so hard is that you want to risk it all for them because you want to be able to get them that big payday. But at the same time, I just couldn't because I, part of me wanted to, but with Linda, I don't know. I loved it. I would do it every time. I'm obsessed with the show. Because it is one of those shows that every episode to to be the judge or to be a guest panelist would be completely different. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a ton of, you can have some strategy as far as like, this is what their voice should look like. This is, it felt like they were taking a breath here or, but really you, I don't think there's a strategy. You got to eagle eye every every moment. Yeah. And like, I have perfect pitch, which doesn't help me on this show. (laughs) You have perfect pitch. Mm-hmm. Let me hear a little C. Because <laughs> my joke is I have perfect pitch. La, 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 la. I, 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 you do I have perfect pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I went, uh, you know, I did, I did all the, all the things. Then, you know, choir all four years of high school. I was one of those nerds. But do you think you, when you watch it, do you think you could, because you have experience as a singer, like, I have, would, better at it that superpower doesn't help me of course because you don't know until they actually do sing and i uh i really need to upgrade my lip reading skills um 
my mom, not not to go into a, a, a whole different thing here, but uh, my mom is uh, a two-time cancer survivor. She had her vocal cords removed. And so, you know, she she speaks with a modulator, but she hates using it. So right. I've I've really been trying to attune myself to be able to, you know, uh, understand her when she's when she's talking to me and we talk. You know, mostly we chat through Messenger, um, but whenever we video chat, I I really gotta, huh. you know, um, but uh, yeah, I gotta upgrade my my lip my lip reading skills. But I love that show so much, and and I and I loved taking your journey on that show because I could really tell your, you know, your heart was going out to Linda. My heart was going out to Linda. Like she was fighting for her life. And, um, you know, the, that show is so much fun because they have such wild characters that they come up with. The singing zombie was awesome. And then they had the sports one was, wasn't that one just last night? I, I just think it's, it's such a good show. The, the the whole their whole team they have a great team too. Speaking of of like mm-hmm. that, everyone was so on welcoming and on their game. But and Ken makes it so fun and I love Ken. I love the show. I hope they asked me back because I me too. I had a blast. I'll tell you the one show I did that I was not good at, oh, which please, I thought yes. I would be great at. Gossip. Um, it was um name that tune with Jane uh Jake Raquel. Were you, you going to bring that one up? Uh, t- Oh. I have so many notes, okay. Melissa. I I just have a whole page. Of, we can go wherever you want. Um, first of all, I love her. I'm I mean, since Thirty oh, yes. Rock, since before that, I'm just the biggest fan. And I, and Randy, I, I was a fan, but I I'm a, because I'm not a singer. I just I'm so in awe of people who can. I love music. I collect vinyl. I have a I have a Prince tattoo. I listen to music all the time. I love it. I feel like I know lots of genres um, and I was playing for, and this was like, this show is so amazing because you can win a, so much money for a charity. Like mm-hmm. I think up to like, what was it? Is it a hundred thousand? I mean, it's a lot of money that they, you can win what their for your charity. Is, yeah. All I know is it's a, it's a, and I was playing, it's a significant amount. And I was playing for, um, uh, it's a charity I set up in honor of my friend who I've lost in 2017 and she was a nurse. And I set it up at our alma mater and it's a nursing scholarship that I can I give to, we give to a nursing student every year. And um, I, and I just, I was, you know, I'm, I'm playing for, for her and I'm like, well, I'm, oh, you know, I'm talking to her I'm like, Diana, I'm going to win your scholarship. We're going to get it. I, and even in the pre, the pre round, I was sort of killing it. I, so, and here's what I realized. I got so in my head about knowing the exact title because it's not about knowing this. It's not the song you might know, the artist you might know, but it's the actual, the name of the song. And sometimes the name of the song, which we know we could sing the whole song, but the name is different. And so I panicked a couple times and completely tanked it. And then, um, and then also part of it is like the luck of the draw. If you get the one you think, you know, and it, my, my, my advice to anybody playing, if you don't know the song from the clue, like if the clue doesn't get you like it's got to be this, then it doesn't matter how many notes you have, really. I, I think. Anyway, I was so bad. And I remember. But to be fair, you still win. They still give a, a they still gave a, um, I think, ten thousand dollars to the scholarship, which is lovely. Oh, so they, that's so awesome. But um, it was so I was so devastated with myself because I, a I wanted to win the money for for my friends for the scholarship. But also I 
I pride myself on my music knowledge, but it's not really about music knowledge. It's about a lot of other things, but it was such a good, again, I've told them, I've told them that if they ever have a, like a, what is it? You get a second chance to like come back. I want to do it again. Cause it was so much fun. And I remember I ran into Randy Jackson at the hotel after and, um, who, who's such a nice man. And he said, Melissa, he's like, you were so great on the episode. And I go, I go, Randy, was I? Was I great? And he goes, well, you were fun. <laughs> and so that, you know what, Randy, that's probably more accurate. I was fun, but uh, it's such a fun show. Uh, I would, uh, I want to, I want to be a contestant on that show. I want to be a contestant on, I can see your voice as some crazy character. Um, I think you it would should. Be- I, I would love to do it. I, I would I would do it in a heartbeat if they would bring me on. Um, you got to find out who cast that because you would be great. Oh, you thanks, could be Melissa. the Amish. The Amish. Oh my gosh! You have yes. to be an Amish person. I would. I would. I would so do that as Jebediah. I've already. I've got the outfit. It's in my closet. My <laughs> gosh! And, and, and yes, I'm going to make a call. And oh, you started great. You started your journey like four days ago in your buggy to get there. Exactly. Oh my! And even though even though all of your family can't watch you on TV, they're still rooting for you. Exactly, exactly. Oh my god, this is going to happen! I'm going to find out who is the casting people from there. Okay, and awesome. I, I think you would be so great at that. And I don't know, and and I don't know if you like you you have perfect pitch, but I don't know that I won't be the panelist, so it doesn't matter. So, uh, oh my thank gosh, you, Melissa, what? I'm going to. Thank you. I appreciate that. I have that. no power, but I'm putting it in. <laughs> Listen, I'll 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 take uh, any any help you can throw my way, because um, I I I truly do love them so much. Um, would you ever do? Have you done Celebrity Jeopardy? Would you ever do Celebrity Jeopardy? I would, and um, I I talk about it with I th- um, someone one of my good friends who works over there, and I watch it every night. Um, I, I think if I ever got to, if I ever had had the chance to meet Alec Trebek, I think I would have truly been not able to speak. I just love him. And, um, it's on every night at our house. I would love to do it. I think, and I'm sorry for the vision. I think I would have diarrhea for a month leading up to it. I think sure. I would have to wear some sort of astronaut diaper during the show, um, because I would be such a nervous wreck, but I would love to try it. I, I really would. And I, I would have to accept that I would fail miserably if I, you know, um, but I, I would really love to give it a go. I really would. But I think it would be very, I mean, my favorite sketch, one of my favorite SNL sketches is the celebrity Jeopardy SNL. Of course. Which is so genius. And I can go down a rabbit hole of that. Just a, the, the, what happened with Sean Connery and him? Why it's so much hate. I love that. Yeah. Um, but I, I would be okay looking dumb just to get a chance to play that show because I think it is one of the best game shows ever. And Alec, he was, he was just, he was the, he was awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Agreed. And I watch it and and I, you know, again, it's one of those games, like all game shows. We all think when we're on our couch at home, we're all geniuses. We're all brilliant. You know, and, you know, but the minute you're there, it's a whole different ball game. And how, mm-hmm. and I would think, and I know people would study for it. I, I'd probably hire a tutor because my weakness, as you probably know from even just playing person geography, not my bag. Oof, um, me too. 
even though I can start, try to study maps every night and like the look at just to try to like get it in my head a little bit, I, it just isn't my wheelhouse. But with Jeopardy, like history, like I, I think some of those things would be really difficult for me. I, I but I would love to give it a go because at home I'm really great. I, you would absolutely nail it. I would love to see you on that show. Um, uh, I, every time you're on a game show, I make sure to watch because I know it's going to be delight because you're so much fun. Um, uh, there again, I have so many notes here. You also did. I want to talk about this crazy uh, show called Nochos Con Platanito. Um, you're a guest on this show. Yes. Before I, I want to hear all about your experience. I got to tell you about my experience. I was technically on the show, an episode that I don't believe either didn't air or they cut my segment. I was cast as a, I was cast through a marketing company for okay. what I was told was going to be, you know, a promotional event. I've okay. done a hundred million of them. I've done a lot of costume character work. Um, so they hired they hired me to be Leonardo from the latest iteration of the Teenage Mutant Ninja, Ninja Turtle. Turtle. Okay. So there were all four turtles and we were going to be doing this marketing thing for some kids event, as I understood okay. When we actually got there, it was the studio for Nochos Con Platanito. It's in Burbank, right? Yes. And okay. I was like, wait a minute. We're going to be on camera. That's an acting gig. I need to be hired as an actor. Right, right, right. Okay. <laughs> and it was like a whole back and forth with the promotional company. They they were like, oh, we don't know. You know, it's like, uh -huh, sure. Because okay. um, we were in this whole segment for some game that they were playing on the show um, with all four turtles. And we were like, it was some comedy sketch that they were they were putting into the show. Um, never saw it. <laughs> ne <laughs> never never came out as far as I, I don't know. Um, but I I watched random bits of that ep of of those episodes, and that looks like uh, totally nutballs. It was, and it was. I think it's isn't it wasn't it. I don't know if it's still on or not. Um, mm -mm. It was the most. It wasn't the highest rated show. Like I mean, it's like the um, Spanish the Latino community, community mm -hmm. or something. Yeah. And I think it was, if I'm remembering correctly, it was during Baby Daddy years when we were. On, I was doing the sitcom, and it was myself and Derek Thieler who played my son. I think we were on it together. Were we? Oh my gosh! And we had to play a game of. Uh, Again, so it's just think of like, so you, the guy, the host is dressed as a clown yep. and, and it's, it's all in Spanish. So we have an interpreter. So we have an interpreter in our ear that, so he asks the questions and then we, we get it interpreted. Uh, they'll tell us what it is. And then we would answer. And then they tell him, I remember going, just having a, just going with it. It was, it was truly very fun. It felt like one of those game shows where like, I don't know, next thing I have no idea. Maybe they're going to strap me to a giant wheel and spin me. And I don't know what's happening, but it's seemingly everyone's having a great time. So, I mean, I had a great time. I don't know exactly what I said or did, but it was enjoyable. And yeah, I, it, it was one of those where you're like, I have to say yes, because it's an experience. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, why wouldn't I, you know? So yeah, I just remember it was really fast and really funny. And I couldn't tell if 
because you because again it, it's all going you know it, it, we're both speaking different languages and I, I know a little bit of, I can speak a little bit I can understand it a lot more than I can speak it so I kind of was I could tell what was going on a little bit but and the crowd was rowdy and fun and it was a blast so that was my experience and I think I had to play a game where I had to put on a giant pair of pants or I, I don't know Amazing! I know. I got. I got to. I got to find it and watch it. I, I, I didn't remind me what I did. I can't really okay, remember. Okay, well. And it was one of those moments too, where I'm like, "This is in Burbank. This happens in Burbank every night, and you feel like you're in a completely different universe." You know? Yeah. Yeah, I was a. I was a. I was a. I was a wild set. It. It wasn't weird. It, it was it, it, in in not any kind of a bad way, but. It was a very. It's just a lot going on. It because it, it high it, vibrations. I but yes, it was like a and they had a big studio audience if I remember, mm-hmm. which even in um even but pre COVID studio audience were never that big. So that's what I I mean being by wild like so many people every there's there was a lot of different rooms and things happening, and it moved fast and lots of big set pieces and games going on like at any point i thought maybe i could i would be a human bowling ball pin and i mean who knows? you know it was it yeah. was just really fun and out there but then the minute you get out of here like oh my gosh i'm in burbank right by ikea or somewhere not even whatever not by it was over further yeah. north just what going like huh this is going on every night they are having a giant party over here in burbank every night someone's putting on giant pants and i'm just over here at you know, at the Sizzler, who knew this was happening? Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was fun. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I, I, I was not brought over there under the guise of a marketing turtle. So I oh, had. That, to just, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's all I could say about you that. You knew what you were getting it, uh, getting into. That, yes. Mostly. Mostly, I did. Good. Yeah, I've been I've gotten to play a lot of very fun games. I I enjoy I love playing, but I get so competitive that I have to lie down when I get home <laughs> because oh, my yeah. just I want them to win. And you've done uh, several episodes of Pictionary with Jerry O'Connell. Jerry, I love. I just went to a taping of After Midnight, the new iteration of uh, At Midnight. Taylor he was Thompson. There. It it was. Um, it was wild. Uh, have, did you have you seen this? Have you seen the show yet? I've seen the show. I love her. I think she's fantastic, and I think she's such a great choice. And I love that there is a woman in late another woman in late night. I love it. And um, I saw the clip of Jerry dancing. Which was he? Did his shirt come off? Several times. Yeah, yeah. he just went for it. Yeah, and and uh, and Taylor lost it. Everybody lost it. It, it was. It was a grand time. Yeah. He's like my brother. Like we, you know, we've done press together for, uh, for Pictionary and for person, place or thing. And he makes me laugh. We've, we went to the Minnesota state fair together to do press. We've been to like, uh, we did a little, um, pits, uh, we did Philly, Philly, DC and New York together. And he's like my game show, big brother, or little brother, big brother, little brother. Um, and he just makes me laugh. He's really, and the, I will say this about Jerry, and I've said it, he's one of those people that when he says yes, he says yes the whole time. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's there, he's energy, fun. He knows, he makes sure he know, talks to everybody. I just think he's a really, he's a good one. He's a really good person and he works really hard and we have a good time together. I'm glad that it's like him and Meredith, like that we are, that we're like that, that game show team. Like we, we all genuinely like each other very much. 
He makes me, and then, then I have moments where I look at him and I'm going, oh my gosh, you're, you're, you're Vern from Stand By Me, you know? Yeah. Um, and one of the best movies ever made. And that, that was his intro line when, when they do, when they do the pan and they all give their little, their little, you know, sound bit. Yep. He was like, I'm the fat kid from Stand By Me. <laughs> it was Vern. Vern was Just, the same, right? You know, deadpan. And it was so funny. Yeah, and he was so good in that movie. And he's he's a good, he, I don't know, he makes me laugh a lot. I I can tell. He seems like a real a real a real happy guy. He is. He is. And he has so much energy. Like we we talk about it. Like I remember I've talked to Meredith about, you know, when we're shooting these shows, which you know, it's like you do six a day and it's mm-hmm. and we do them all in a, in like a five week or six week period. You get your all your shows done. So you know, Meredith and I, I talked about, she's like, you know, Melissa, just, that's what you're, just make sure, don't make other plans, really. You know what I mean? Where my job is to get sleep, you know, maybe, maybe work out, eat right, just take care of yourself and be ready to do the show and sort of shut it down. Like even on weekends, it's like, I'm not going out. I'm going to just shut it down a little bit. And, or even after shooting all day, I'm like, I don't want to talk. I want to go lie down. Jerry's the one who's like, ah, I worked out before did six episodes. I'm probably going to go out to eat. Like his energy is just crazy where I'm like, I got to lie down. Like, how do you do it? But that's just, that's his, that's his makeup. He's, he's got the energy. That's so awesome. Uh, wow. Um, you've also done, uh, some voiceover work. You, uh, you're a character on Johnny Bravo and American Dad. Um, you're digging. These are some <laughs> the B sides. These are the deep cuts. This is the job. Listen, I got to do my research. Um, how much fun is voiceover work? Well, it's the. I mean, it's the best because you don't have to. You don't have to brush your teeth if you didn't want to. You can just sort of show up there. I will say it's. Just, I wish I. I wish I was doing more. Um, but it's, I don't know, there's, there's people we, and you probably know them, these people that walk in and they are so good at it and it's a skill. And there's, that's, there's a reason why there's like, I feel like 20 people that do all of it. Cause they're just so good at it. And they're, they're good at delivering like every take. And, um, but yeah, I'd love to do more. I mean, that would be the dream, right. To be in an animated movie and to be a voice. Yeah. Right. I'll manifest it. The, the Simpsons is, is is the top, right? I mean, Dan Castelletta and like Hank Azaria and um, watching them. I did do um, uh, a pilot with uh, Mike Scully before. It was like a sort of a live action. And um, uh, where am I going with this? Um, just that, well, how to, now I'm trying to remember if it was, that's where I met Dan. No, I met Dan. Dan did an episode of um, Baby Daddy. Homer's voice, the guy that plays Homer's voice, right. mm-hmm. one of the nicest people ever. And um, while in he and in real life, that's not his voice at all. Like, and he's you know, and watch watching him go into Homer. And um, when I worked at Fox, I got to go to a table read of a, of a Simpsons thing and watching it. But the, it's an incredible skill, and they are so very good at. It. I don't think now, I how many years ago was that? But now I think they probably all have studios at their homes, right? I don't even know. Do they do it together or not? But I don't know. Bob's Burgers, my dream. Oh my gosh, excuse me. As my voice, I'm talking about wanting to do voiceover as I get a bubble in my throat. Like, I just would love to do it. <laughs> Bob's Burgers. Um, I would, if I could even say one sentence on that show, I right. would 
It's such a good show. All right. I mean, Linda. All right. I love John. I love yes. everybody. I just, anytime I would do anything on that show because I think it's genius. It really is. That's an awesome show. Kristen Schaal is uh, genius. just it's incredible. Genius. And uh, I love her on um, um, What We Do in, the shadows, do in the shadows. Too. Holy crap. Again, I would give yes. anything to be... Uh, I'd be, I'd love to do background on that show. Give me a six foot tall vampire or a werewolf. Dude. Yes. I, yeah. I would love it. Those are two of my favorite shows. All, all day long. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I mean, there's another three hours of things that I want to talk to you about. Um, it's, uh, especially, you know, uh, all, all your, all your time on Reba and baby daddy, um, which, you know, uh, probably a lot, a lot of people know you about. Um, yeah. Um, I, it's fun because I, I try to like in my head when, when I see somebody that maybe kind of goes, do I know her? I try to guess if they, if they were a Barbara Jean fan from Reba, a Bonnie Wheeler fan from baby daddy, or maybe Brenda Sparks from like young Sheldon. So it's like, I tried in my head to go, I bet, and then they'll come up and they'll, it'll be somebody who is a Sheldon fan or, and I go, ah, I thought it was going to be Reba. Like, you know, I, in my head, I think just from like, maybe I try to like, go, uh, how do they know me? But um, because that Reba still airs somewhere, you know, every day that I get young fans and old fans. And now that young Sheldon's on Netflix, and even though Brenda's not, you know, I do a few episodes every, every season or, you know, I forget what season I came in, but the amount of like Brenda love that's coming because of Netflix and then baby daddy, when it will re-air and I think it was on Hulu over COVID, but yeah, I've, I've been very lucky that I've gotten to be on um, a three long running, really fun, funny, good shows. And I'm still really, I'm still tight with, um, my Reba fam and uh, my baby daddy fam. So I'm, and I'll get, and young Sheldon is just one of those shows that is just written so beautifully and funny and heartfelt. And yeah, I've been very, very lucky. And I think, and I think I always, I would joke that, you know, getting, whether it's acting or hosting or doing stand up or improv, all of those, I think, they're all different skills and different mediums, but they all make you a little bit better at the other one. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like after even just doing the run of person, place or thing, I felt sharper in like, I, I'm like, I'm ready to audition. My brain's on, I'm ready to go. My improv is like, cause I have to be listening and ready to go. And so I think that that skill, you know, you know, that makes me feel stronger to go do something else. And then after working on a scripted show, it makes you feel like you're ready to do other things. Like I think they all sort of have different um, muscles, but they make you a little bit stronger in every little medium. So, and the great thing about hosting is I do do it all in six weeks. We do all those episodes. And then I have a whole lot of time left in my year to pursue lots of other things or not, or, or not. Or just to or just not work because nobody's calling. So, you know, it, whatever. But I, I, I like that feeling. Like it's a nice little, um, it's another, another skill that I, I'm glad that I get to do or another thing I, I'm, I feel very lucky to get to do. But yeah, Barbara Jean started it all. It's a, such, such a cool character and, and so much fun, um, you know, and, um, all, all of the 
all of the wonderful friends and, you know, uh, friendships that you've made all along the way are so cool. Um, I, I also had um, Danielle Pinnock who plays uh, Miss Ingram on Young yeah. Sheldon. She, she was on the show several years ago before she absolutely exploded into the stratosphere. Right. And now she's on ghosts and candy cane lane and doing all of the things. Um, I love ghosts and, uh, too. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool show. I mean, it's a great show. And it's like one of those shows where they can, because they have, it's such a, everyone wants to do it. They have these people that come in and out. They've got, you know, Ed Begley Jr. with Jason Alexander, Wendy Malik, um, people that just want to come uh, do it because it's fun to do and it's great. So they, you know, it's great. I'm sad. I'm sad. It's the the last uh, the last season, but I'm excited that I um, will be dropping by, I hope. So we'll see. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, and um, I got to I got to know about Annie Potts. I, I got I, I want to talk about Annie Potts okay, because I I am a lifelong Ghostbusters fan and um I don't I don't know if you've say uh, if you've seen the trailer for the I've upcoming. seen the trailer. Dude, seeing her in uniform, Everything. I mean it's, it's, I am so excited. <laughs> I am I'm so very excited. excited. Um she is she is spectacular and she's one person, you know, the first day, I think my first day on Sheldon, how many years ago was seen with Zoe and her. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like I can't breathe. And they were both so great. And Annie was so wonderful that I think she says, something like, do you want to rehearse? I love to, I love to be prepared. I'm like, yes. And, but I just kept looking at him like designing women, pretty in pink ghostbusters, um, you know, just so good and funny and sharp. And then um, I've been lucky enough to get to hang out with her outside of the show. And she is all of those things. She is wickedly funny, dry, um, smart, hilarious, kind, um, just really great. I, I, I mean, I was really nervous. I won't, I was, it was nerve wracking to sort of, cause I just love her and she makes it look easy. Like she's one of those, you know, I, I say that about Wendy Malick too, like that, those, those women that just, every time they deliver and it's so, it looks effortless, but it wasn't, they did put a lot of work into it. And then mm -hmm. it just, just fantastic. So, and Mima, I mean, another iconic character of hers, but I cannot wait for Ghostbusters. And um, okay. I, I think I, I can say this. I think I'm going to see Annie um, this weekend. So I don't know if I'll right. get any Ghostbusters dirt but i'm i can't wait and i just seen her in that uniform and that they're using like i just i can't wait yeah it's gonna be i did make i will say this because you know that i like my crafting so uh -huh. I, annie had a grand she um uh has i think she has how many grandkids now but one of the grandsons was born anyway i made her a onesie and i took like the ghostbusters logo and it said who are you gonna call and i said grandma and i made her a little onesie. oh that's so cool. That is so sweet. Like wow. Oh, yeah. She's... Whatever you were thinking, whatever you think about her, you're right. She's fabulous. Oh, my God. I I, I am so delighted to hear that. Um, she, oh, I, I would love to work with her. <laughs> it's just, uh, yeah. And I will be, I will be there opening night um, for Ghostbusters and I'll probably see it three or four times in the theater. I love that. Um, Do you have a Ghostbusters uniform too? Like hanging next Melissa, to 
this is this is a lifelong dream of mine to have the full suit. Um, I'm such a nerd about it. Like, if I'm going to do it, I gotta buy. I gotta right. get very the very detailed, very specific. You want no schlocky cardboard. You know, cinema quality, uh, proton pack, and the flight suit, and all of the things. And it's probably going to cost me about $2,000 to get wow. that all together. Um, I've never been able to pull it off. Uh, that is, that is <laughs> every Halloween. I'm like, yeah. Um, but um, yeah. We're going to have it's, to figure out how to get one. That's, that's. Uh, Maybe if you do that costume for, I can see your voice. Uh, you just uh, accidentally walk home. You walk out with it. Hmm. You get the production to get it for you. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I again, I would, I would do it in a heartbeat. That would, that would be quite a thrill. Oh my gosh! I just got a um, a text from Manny. So, I, just speaking of Manny, our sweet Manny who works on the show. So I, I know. What yeah. Hi, Manny. Hi, Manny. <laughs> um, but I will say this: I it, uh, about the it everyone at young Sheldon, the adults, like I, I, I love all the kids like Reagan and e, and Ian and um, Montana, who's not a kid anymore. He's a grown up, but I think about, and I, cause I've been on sitcoms and I've been on sitcoms with kids and, and I think what's so fantastic about, cause it's sad. It's always when things end, it, it, it feels sad. Cause that is your family. And they were babies when they started, like at least Ray and, and Ian were, they were, I think eight or nine, maybe, maybe younger eight. Um, but what was so fantastic is I look at Annie and Lance and like Zoe and um, all of the adult actors that are on the show is like, what a gift that, that not only did these kids get to watch these amazing adult actors and how they work, um, they were they were great actors to watch, but they were all really just great humans that looked out for them. And I would say that about the crew, too. They they made sure that that set was a, a great place for kids. They They were very aware of that and they all loved them. The, the boom operators, the camera guys, everybody just made sure that they were, they were, they were kids. These are kids on the set. Let's make this a great place for them. And um, so they were very lucky in that way. I, I, I tell, I told that to Ray. I said, that's such a, you know, as even just some of the guests that gets to walk in and watch it, I could, they are, they were very lucky to be, that's where they grew up if they were on a set. And so, yeah, that's they'll amazing. walk up there with a lot of great, um, they, they were loved and treasured and they'll walk out with a lot of great skills too. So that's good. That's incredible. I, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, Melissa, you are, you are such a joy. Um, thank you, you so too. much for, thank you. Thank you for joining me here today. Um, I, I am delighted every time I see you on screen, uh, for all of the future, uh, game shows and and other shows that you appear on i'll be watching um i so hope to work with you in an acting capacity Me too. Um, in the very near future uh i i know it would be such a joy and um well you I, have my email you you have all my info yes and I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out about i can see your voice and we gotta oh, go see Pete's show Thank so you. you're stuck with me Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, enjoy the rest of your day and your Go weekend. Go get that nap on. I'm going to do it. Your nap on. Right. Right around three o'clock, I think, is, is going to be nap, nap time. Yeah. 
All right. Well, tell me when you're doing Pete, when you're doing Pete soon, maybe I'll, um, I will send you the episode link as soon as it posts. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Have a good one. You too. See you later. Okay. Bye. Faux Real is hosted and produced by me, Devlin Wilder. I also coordinate talent booking. Logo design is by Chris McCaffrey. Social media is done by Oprah Holmes. You can follow the show across social media at Faux Real Pod. That's F-A-U-X. The outro music you are hearing now is Dynamo Rainbow by Christian Leo. Full Real is a production of Wild Entertainment.